0: Hey everyone, this is Matt DeWolf, one of the hosts of Car Wash The Podcast. This episode is sponsored by Eastern Funding. Welcome to Car Wash The Podcast, your source for real stories and real business insights from the experts, both in and out of the car wash industry. So put it in neutral, feed off the brakes,
1: and take your hands off the steering wheel, because here we go. Here is your guide on this journey. Car Wash Magazine Editor-in-Chief, Matt DeWolf.
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Car Wash Magazine Live. I am your host, Matt DeWolf, Editor-in-Chief of Car Wash Magazine. Welcome, everybody. This is going to be a great show for you. I say that every week, but they're all great shows. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride here. If you've got questions, obviously, ask those in the comments feed, and we will respond to those for you as best we can. Guess what? In this industry, in the car wash industry, we need to understand our consumer behavior habits, if you will, very intimately. We need to know what our customers are thinking and what they're doing and how they're behaving on a day-to-day basis. Guess what else? Experts say that it takes 66 days to form a habit. We've been quarantining in some sort of fashion with COVID for more than 220 days. So that means that there are a lot of different habits forming. For me, that manifests in a lot of M&Ms, a lot of coffee, a lot of Diet well, it's your Pepsi, a newfound love of ordering takeout, definitely not to eat unhealthily, but to support the local restaurants. Of course, that's why we do that. But we're going to dive in today into how are consumer habits changing as it relates to the car wash industry. So super exciting. We've got a great panel of marketing experts for you from some great operators in the United States. Joining us today on the program is going to be Sean McBride, VP of operations for GetGo Giant Eagle. They operate 41 locations. 30 of those are tunnels with 11 rollovers in Western Pennsylvania and Ohio. Also, we've got Wade Keith, who is the brand manager for Breeze Through Car Wash operating, let's see, they are up to 11 locations in Colorado and Wyoming. And then we've got Anne Mahler, who is the VP of Marketing with Soapy Joes out in California, and they've got uh, 13 locations, just opened one. Everybody, welcome to the program. How are you?
1: Good, thanks. Doing good.
0: Oh, we can do better than that. Welcome to the program. How are you? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. These are fun shows, you guys. We get to talk marketing for the next, as long as we want, frankly. But we're (laughs) going to kick it off with a little game that I like to call thumbs up, thumbs down. This was, you know, it was a middling success last time we did it. So we're going to do it again. I mean, why wouldn't you, right? So let's jump right off here. So this one's going to be pretty easy. We've got a thumbs up, thumbs down coming at you. Oh, let me bring everybody back up here. I want people to see you all, not me. Thumbs up, thumbs down. We're going to go on the screen. Sean McBride, you are the first one up. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Here's how this works. You say that you are either a thumbs up or a thumbs down in response to the topic at hand. You then have about two minutes to speak. I will cut you off brutally at those two minutes. The question or the topic at hand today is, I have seen consumer habits change dramatically since COVID-19. Sean McBride, my friend, you get to kick us off. Thumbs up, thumbs down. See my thumb, thumbs up. Thumbs up. Okay, you are thumbs up. Let's get you up there. That is a ding, my friend. Ding, ding, ding. There it is. That's a thumbs up.
2: Why? What, What are you seeing? Well, I think it's just, you know, as you started hinting in the beginning is their habits have changed. We have a lot of people working from home. The weather's starting to change again. Patterns are off. We looked at transactions daily on the gas side. And even that is not as much so as gas volume, but the transactions themselves are still down. One curious thing that we keep looking at is inside food and beverages for us, specifically coffee. It's like a lost business for us right now in the morning. So if I had to look at the single biggest gap right now is washing their car in the morning. I attribute a lot of it just to, you know, they're not on their way to the office or, you know, meetings and whatnot, but that traffic has been lost. Weekends, it's it's kind of been the same. Midday on, kind of been the same. Our newest concern now is as we're rolling in the cold weather, is this now going to keep people even more so at home? Than it has been? And does this problem persist from that seven to nine hour and start bleeding into the lunchtime hour? That's our worry. I'm going to knock on some wood and hope that that's not the case. But that's where we're at right now, Matt.
0: Yeah, that's really interesting to hear the bit about coffee because what well, I think back to some of my morning routine, even working from home, right? I'm always at home, but I would still, when I would go take the kids to school, drop them off. I would maybe swing by the gas station. I would take care of a couple of errands. I would do some things. So it's interesting. To hear that that the folks are not necessarily coming in and you know getting their coffee or getting a soda or whatever it is that they need to get in the morning to get going, fascinating stuff. Okay, so that's a thumbs up. I have seen COVID dramatically change consumer habits. Wade Keith, you are up next. Where are we on this one? Oh, don't do the thumbs to the side. I kind
1: of, I'm kind of in the middle on this one right here. I'm kind of you know in the what? middle. On this.
0: All right, fine. You get you get green thumbs. That's that's a ding and a correct, correct answer, my answer, my friend. All right. <laughs> why are you to the side, Wade?
1: <laughs> I think people who washed a lot to begin with are washing a lot right now. And our and our numbers, our numbers are proving that. We have a pretty high redemption rate as far as people who are on our wash clubs. Our retail numbers, however, are down, but our traffic patterns in all of our areas are up as well. So that's kind of why I'm in this at the side. I think you know, people who have the club, they find value in the club. You know, as soon as they were able to get back outside again, they started their routine again, and they, and they washed a lot, and I think that's been very beneficial for a wash club plan. But the retail customers, that's kind of why I'm to the side because I can't figure out this time of year our retail business is down anyway. But this year it's a little bit different. It's it's down more than so than it has been. So that's why I'm kind of to the side is just because that retail part of it needs a little bit of help. I'm getting more people in
0: interesting but that so the messages around the the unlimited seems to be fine right they seem to be safe on that front but the it's the retail single wash that's causing some confusion
1: yeah yeah and so I, i'm diving in trying to figure out why it's different right there for the retail wash but uh, i've got some ideas but i got to do some critical thinking <laughs> for that one to figure that one out
0: well you know what the good news is is that you all are experts and you will figure it out and if you won't somebody'll help you figure it out and we'll we'll be good yeah. We'll be good.
2: We <laughs> and, Wait, let me know what you come up with.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right. Oh, here we go. Yeah, see, here we go. Using my show, guys. Make yourselves better. We're, we're here to make everybody else better today. Come on, you guys. All right. <laughs> and your two minutes starts in uh, about five seconds, if I can say this topic again. I have seen consumer habits change uh, dramatically due to COVID-19. And what say you? Ding. You are a oh, thumbs up as well. No, that is uh, that is all green. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, we, we've definitely seen the consumer habits change. And, you know, thankfully, we worked really hard over the summer on acquisition of our memberships. And we've recovered to about pre COVID levels in the terms of our unlimited wash plans. We are really working hard to supplement that with single wash business. So, just like Wade was saying, We're really looking to make sure that we've got enough single washers coming in that our sales associates can do what they do best, which is convert those to memberships on site. So for us, the name of the game is really making sure that that customer experience is amazing so we can keep those members that we have fought so hard to reacquire and then keep supplementing that which you know wasn't our approach previously we were 100% focused on those members but now we're seeing that we need to balance that out and you know the consumer habits are changing we think that people you know, those single washers, it's a discretionary purchase. It's mm-hmm. a discretionary choice, whether they're leaving their house or not during this pandemic. And so we know we need to really attract them. And we're working hard to do that with new offers and outreach mechanisms that we haven't tried before.
0: That's really fascinating. A long time in this industry, we've been talking about unlimiteds, 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 and that's the way the way we need to go and the way we need to focus. But you're saying that that's not necessarily the end all be all in this in this particular scenario, because people aren't maybe as ready as they maybe were, you know, when things were more stable to jump into a program like that?
3: Yeah, I think it's both a function of finances. We think there's a a portion of the population that just doesn't have that discretionary income. And then, of course, as we've been talking about traffic patterns. So we're playing with the UX, the user interface on our XPTs and really seeing if we can get people, for example, to buy a five pack. They buy five, get one free. It's not the membership. It's not every month, but make sure that we get that recurring single washer.
0: Nice, nice. We're going to come back to that. That is thumbs up, thumbs down. We're going to get some some uh, ding sound effects going. You guys can't hear that in the uh, green room here, but everybody at home can hear it. Uh, that is a correct, correct answer, answer, my friend. All right. So we're going to come back to thumbs up, thumbs down in just a minute. But right now, I want to further this conversation. And I, I want to come back to what you were talking about with your Unlimiteds. I know that you all do a really nice job of talking to customers and surveying them and getting information. And I know you guys were doing that around once some of the unlimited, your unlimited plans started to downturn a little bit during this. Can you just share kind of what you all found in some of those conversations?
3: Yeah, absolutely. So what we undertook back in, gosh, April and May. So this was right after the downturn is we wanted to know what amenities most important to our members if you think back, this was at the height of being unsure on what we could offer. Could we offer the laundered towel service? Was that safe? Could we offer the even the vacuums with disinfecting and all those kinds of things? So we were really trying to explore the formula of what we needed to offer and what mattered to the members. So typically what we would do is customer intercepts, which is, it sounds fancy, but really it's just asking people <laughs> on your site what they think. But it was during a pandemic, so you can't do that. You can't play your normal hand in poker, if you will. So we had to get a little creative and we engaged with a research partner that we solicited people to partake in our survey. And we actually did something like this, a Zoom interview with them and walked them through the paces of different rationales on what we would keep or take away from the membership offering. And not only just saying, you know, is it cool if we take away towels or not, but different ways, right? Of course, they're going to say no. But do we talk about this in terms of an eco play? If we take away towels, you know, obviously don't say it that way, but if we no longer are able to offer the towels, is this the best rationale and eco play? We can save X amount of water. nature not having to wash them or is it better that it's a safety play for covid and really testing out all those different stimuli and coming away with the answer which helped us inform our decision on what to do or not
0: yeah that's fascinating stuff it's amazing what you can learn if you have the opportunity to actually talk to them i love that you all went went all twenty twenty on it and did it in a zoom (laughs) zoom meeting fashion now i guess the next step would be that the zoom meeting crashed in the middle and you, know, you were hit with the plague of locusts, that was maybe more appropriate to a 2020 <laughs> scenario. But let's stay in the in this path of unlimiteds here. I wanna talk, Sean, I know that you all are relatively new to the unlimited game and specifically you started it, oh, I don't know, in March, right? <laughs> How'd that go?
2: Um, timing is everything, Matt. So, you know, integration with our pumps and codes and everything was a long fought battle to get unlimited ready for get-go. As it may, it was ready to go at the end of February, and we had elected to start it beginning of March, um, but announced to us a pandemic would be starting. We took a negative and tried to turn it into a positive with popularity of contactless payment and the fact that you know you would be in and out. There was nothing in the beginning though that we could really do to get membership really driven up. We were missing the in-person contact. We even had consumers not inclined to let people put RFID tags in the windshields. So we were overcoming a lot of these simple battles. We then went to promotion and price for the most part, offering just very aggressive programs to get somebody to enroll in it. We stuck with that for a majority of the summer with, imagine a buy one month subscription and get three months type free for the top wash package. That did put this thing into another gear for us with enrollments. Right now, the membership encompasses about 15% of our normal annual sales. We had an aggressive goal to try to get to 50%. We still think that that's possible if we continue up our efforts. The C-Store is what's benefiting the most so from this. We immediately see back to that habit thing that we were talking in the beginning. These people are out a lot more often. They're washing their car on Monday. They're getting gas on Monday. And if they do pop in back in on Friday, they might be using the wash again, but they're getting gas again on Friday. They're doing more stuff on the property, and we're getting them into that habit more often. So we're finding abuse, like anybody does in the beginning, with the new members. But we think we're benefiting on the other end in the fact that we're getting other sales off them on the property.
0: Maybe they'll buy some more coffee, right? I mean, we let's, let's get them in the door. Yeah,
2: alcoholic slushies is actually our big—that's big, the big, one. Uh, that's the winner. <laughs> that's the big
0: winner. That's the—that's where the margin meets the road, right? That's right. <laughs> oh, fun, fun, fun. I'm glad that you are seeing some success in that. I know that it's going it to be challenging to spin these programs up in general, let alone during a during a global pandemic. So kudos to you all for making some headroads there. I think it's going to be really interesting going forward how do we look at those unlimiteds and how do we message to those folks in terms of, you know, as you were talking about the contactless kind of experience and what that experience looks like and and as you're talking about what services we're we providing to them and how are we kind of making sure that that remains of high value. I want to come back, though. I want to talk about, like, as people come out of unlimited programs, and maybe they decide that, you know, whether it's the economy's down for them, or maybe they're moving, if they're moving, right, if that's one of the reasons, and I think, Anne, you found that in some of your questioning that people were saying, oh, I, I want to cancel because I'm moving out of the area.
3: Yeah, that's exactly right. So when we have our cancellations come in, whether it's on the phone or through our web form, we ask them, why are you leaving? Because we always want to look at that data and make sure that we've got that at our fingertips when we need to make decisions. And one of the things that we're seeing spiking is the answer that they're moving away. And we're out in California, cost of living here is high anyways. And during this pandemic, when you know people's jobs are uncertain or there may be fundamental changes to their, their households during this time, we're really seeing that increase up to almost 30% of why people are leaving our unlimited wash plans. So that's definitely emerged as something that we're seeing here at Soapy Joes.
0: Wow, So okay, so let's take that at face value. Because we're all about positivity and we're gonna believe that people mean what they say here, They are moving. Okay, great. So a lot of people are moving. One person's loss is another person's gain. So let's put ourselves in the shoes of acquiring these people as they move out of one area and into another. Those are now potential customers. What are we doing to kind of reach those folks that maybe are coming in? And I know, Wade, you all have seen some changes in your demographics. Is there anything specific that you're doing to kind of go after those folks that might be coming into the area?
1: Not yet. It's kind of hard to determine because most of the people that are moving or 20 to 29 year olds. And those are the ones that are fluctuating. That's a 40% of the new people moving to Colorado are 20 to 29 year olds. And the number one reason why they're moving right now is because of an economic downturn and they're moving home to live with their parents. Now is that people that I necessarily want to target for an unlimited club? Cause it's probably a temporary situation. Mm-hmm. So right now we're still putting together our advertising plan for next year. So. To target those particular people, I don't know if that's a good idea because they're the ones that are not technically going to be the ones that are going to be able to afford a wash plan. They can do a single wash, so that might change the way we advertise to that specific group. But the second biggest group of people are moving are people who are renting that are moving into homeownership, Mm. and that's the 30-plus age. So your question is, are we doing anything specific to target that group yet? No. I mean, there's ideas of going through realtors. Yeah, um, we do do some promotions where we send out direct mailers to realtors once a year, and that's always been a, a large success for us. But if my plan one of the next year is to target specific people moving to the area, I'm probably going to be looking at apartment complexes because they don't okay. have garages where they can wash their own car, and getting the message out those particular apartment complex is more in the form of digital and geo targeting messaging opposed to mailers. Mailers, I think work in certain situations. And I think in other situations they don't work at all, but that is the direction I'm starting to go as far as thinking ahead to 2021.
0: Interesting. Anybody else doing anything in that, in that kind of vein or anything with folks who are moving into the area or, or ways you might be targeting some of those new entrants into your markets?
3: Well, I definitely see solicitations, like Wade was saying, about the postcard. So there's organizations that target specifically people who are moving in. So what their secret sauce is on how they get their list, I'm not sure, but that's definitely a service you can buy into. I would say the most concrete thing that we're doing that would appeal to somebody like that is a new program we just started in September, and we're on the backs of receipt register tapes at grocery stores. So we're able to geo-target that really tightly around our locations, hit those people that are really relevant there, and who doesn't go to the grocery store? I guess the answer to that could be some people with delivery these days. But if you're new to the area, that's likely one place that you would be going is your local corner store. So we're trying that out. I'm really hopeful that that yields good results. The case studies they showed us are amazing. So if that's a a thumbs up, I'll give you the ding
2: later.
0: Yeah, there we go. (laughs) There we go. Hey, Sean, that sounds like that's right up your alley. Do you all do that
2: as well? You know, it's more complicated than it sounds. (laughs) Uh, We've been trying to combine, though, there's a very large effort to take our Giant Eagle, you know, Advantage members, Fuel Perks members, merge all this into one to bring, like, the ultimate value. But I, for one, am guilty for the grocery store I use since I was, you know, 18 years old is associated with a phone number that's, you know, 20 years outdated. There wasn't a very good effort in the beginning of getting the correct info. So combining now all this information in one is a lot more complicated, I think, than people realize. But we're on the same track, like value, value, value. How can we attach it all?
0: Yeah, so key learning there. Get all the information you can without encumbering the user experience, right? Yep. Capture it while you can. Hey, everybody. If you're looking for financing for your car wash business, Eastern Funding can help. They're a leading financial lender to car wash businesses. Financing is available for acquisitions, equipment, new car wash development, and more. So if your car wash project requires financing of commercial real estate, Eastern Funding can help with SBA 504 financing. To learn more, visit www.easternfunding.com slash car wash. All right, so let's switch gears a little bit. Those are some great ideas around as new people come into your market, how you might be able to reach them. I like the receipt tape idea. I like working with the realtors. Another one I heard was getting some relationships going with like closing companies because some of those mortgage groups, because guess what? They get that pack of stuff and it's, you know, it's right there in front of them. So something else you might be wanting to try in terms of creating some relationships with people they are going to be transacting business with anyway. But let's move on a little bit here, because I think that one of the other things I want to touch on is this concept of, as we try to cut through the noise with everything going on, what does the messaging kind of look like for you all? And maybe we'll start with Anne. Can you just talk about what you all are doing from a messaging perspective to cut through the noise? You know, are you like really leaning into the COVID safety messaging? Have you kind of backed off of that? What's been the approach?
3: Well, we've got the most safety messaging just right on site. So masks required, things of that nature. But as far as what's out in the marketplace, we're definitely leaning into positivity and showcasing our member experience. So our summer splash, which is our promotional windows, we focused on a theme of California Dreamin'. We wanted to show that escapism. We wanted people to kind of feel like they could get away and for just a few minutes come through the tunnel, turn on the music and you know, see the bubbles and lights and just kind of get away. And with that, we gave away a 2020 Ford Mustang. So we had a really cool big wow. And then earlier in the spring, we were also focused on member experience and we did Soapy Gives 100 to 100 members. So we were giving away $100 gift cards to members at random to local establishments. So local supporting local. Mm-hmm. In that sense, I would say it's the closest we got to really embracing the pandemic with kind of that external factor. But that's some of the examples of what we've been doing here double down on member experience and kind of create that escape with the car wash.
0: Okay, okay, cool. Wait, how about you? What are you guys doing?
1: So our messaging has been really to increase wash usage. And the purpose behind that is to keep as many people on the plan as possible. So all the messaging around here is directed to help get the message into customers' head to keep their car clean. By keeping it clean, you know, there's more certainty, especially when there was so much uncertainty that was going on with the whole of COVID. You know, people were you know afraid to even shake hands. They were doing these elbow bump things, which was kind of weird because they were still getting closer to people's face than they would with the fist bump, which was kind of funny. But most of our messaging going into it was to keep the car clean. And that's what you saw in a lot of our outdoor advertisement. When you went to our social, all of that was about positivity. We did a river cleanup in one of our markets that people really got behind keeping the community clean. Our fundraiser season got put on hold a little bit, but when we started that back up, we really started to blast the fact that we're giving back to the community. And it was funny, even our fundraisers, people were given more cash donations than they ever have in years past. Hmm. So I think people really appreciated seeing that positive message, but then they'd also see a message to come in and wash your car. So it was kind of a combo package.
0: Yeah, people were definitely looking for ways to feel like they were doing something, right? Doing something productive and making some kind of an impact somewhere. Sean, as you all spun this up, obviously you were kind of doing the unlimited thing, which provided a nice contactless option, right? That came in. But over time, is there anything that you're watching from a, you know, a COVID fatigue or a pandemic fatigue or anything that you all are changing in your messaging?
2: You know, in the beginning, I kept praying for some scientists to come on the news and say that cleaning the car was good to stop the spread of COVID. And it just wasn't happening. I kept waiting for it to, we had some fun in the beginning with the masks on top of the cars and, you know, we're open for business, we're safe, we have masks on. With all of our gas pumps and everything, we immediately went to sanitizing measures. So sanitizing pump stations everywhere, including on our POS, round the clock, wiping down of things. What we've shifted into, Matt, is more of a positivity message, like what the others are mentioning. So you don't see us as much you know, talking, I guess, on the forefront about COVID, there's still subtle messages going on that we are safe and we're, we're doing this. But we're, we're again, we're, we're trying to get the consumer out. We're trying to get the consumer to do things. What we've done a lot of is spoiling. OK, we had a whole campaign throughout the summer at Gecko with freebies. I and mean, the freebies were inside the C store. We were giving stuff away. We had a great summer selling season that leaned into the car wash as well we were doing free upgrades on all our wash packages that included a member or a a single purchase that trumped up a lot of business but the way we're looking at we gotta get more than we ever gave them in the past to -hmm. get them to come in and hopefully come back and try and use the service again
0: yeah you gotta get them there and then make them come back and it's a lot harder to do when uh, people are hesitant to leave in in the first place all right guys let's move on thumbs up thumbs down round two are you guys ready (laughs) Are you, you? guys got to get ready. I'm ready. I mean, this Great. Is, this is this ready, is ready. this is my favorite part. All right. So, uh, <laughs> thumbs up, thumbs down. Here we go. We're gonna go same order. Sean Wade and Sean, you're first. Thumbs up, thumbs down. We deliver a better experience now because of changes we've made that are related to COVID. Sean, you're up. 60 seconds. Ding ding!
2: Thumbs up. <laughs> You know, we, we took this opportunity during the downs, the downtime, and we went back to best practices. So, mm. you know, the customer experience starts from the beginning. So as they pull into the parking lot, we start paying attention to the little things again. We use a lot of this time to retrain the employees, get back into good habits, and make them understand that it's going to be every bit as hard to get these customers coming back through. And we don't want any judging the book by its cover going on outside the parking lot. We're a better operation today because of this. And as volume starts to trickle back up and regardless of the segments, we're built now to to handle this volume better than we were before, there's no doubt.
0: Nice, I love that answer. Wade, you're up, 60 seconds, thumbs up, thumbs down. We deliver a better experience because of COVID. No, you can't go in the middle.
1: Come (laughs) on, man. (laughs) I would say, yes, two of our flex locations, we simplified the wash packages during COVID. And we were gonna do that anyway further down the line, but we took advantage of the shutdown to be able to simplify our menu and what products we offer to our customers. So that simplified training. Also simplified the understanding of what they were purchasing. You know, we try to get rid of the word detail because we use the word express detail and that's confusing mm. to a lot of customers. So we yeah. went to express interior. So that's enhanced the customer experience because it makes it easier to understand. And it actually helps manage expectations about the wash services they get. As far as our express exterior sites, we just keep doing what we do. We didn't make any crazy adjustments due to COVID. We did have to make temporary adjustments during all the stuff we had to deal with, but we didn't make any major adjustments due to COVID at our express exterior sites.
0: That's a really good reminder for us all to be careful with our inside baseball, right? I mean, we can talk in terms that the customer will never understand for a long time. So keep it simple. Keep it so that your consumer and your customer can understand what, you, what the heck you're talking about. All right, and 60 seconds. I feel a green thumb coming. Thumbs up, thumbs down. We deliver a better experience because of COVID.
3: I'm gonna say thumbs up. And yes. <laughs> lots of credit to our ops team. I really, really focused over the course of the spring when traffic was down on things like site beautification. You know, we had that staff there and really, it's funny, Wade, we also did a package simplification just a few weeks ago. So I'd say picking a little bit from both Sean and Wade, we're hitting those marks. We're trying to make sure that our product offering is really meaningful and saturated with value for the customer, but that it's also easy to understand and explain as a staff member. So we've been really focused on training, making sure that people can articulate exactly what it is we're selling and what the value is. So a lot of investment in our people and the employee experience that corresponds and complements the customer experience side. And then site beautification, we have a lot of just you know making sure the parking lots are clean and repainting things and replacing old towel bins and new stickers. And we had a big infrastructure upgrade with the correlation with our rebranding or our package simplification mm-hmm. to three offerings as well. So I think all those are really coalescing. And again, props to the ops team on really providing that enhanced customer experience in a visceral way every day.
0: Yeah, there are, in fact, silver linings. Don't let anyone ever tell us otherwise. Well, we're the marketing group. We always kind of spin it you know, toward the positive. But we have to. Okay, before I let you guys get back to the business of washing cars, or I guess in our case, the business of getting more people to wash their cars, I want to leave everybody with one final thought from each of you. We're gonna start with Anne. Anne, can you just give me I'm a single site operator, I don't have a huge marketing budget, but I still want to find a way to cut through the noise and make sure that I'm kind of getting some value here. What's one thing I can do today that can give me return tomorrow?
3: Yeah, I would say get out there in the parking lots and start talking to your customers. It may sound simple, but that in fact is research. So, there you go. You can do research quick and dirty, and really, if you're you've got your ears open and are really open to hearing what your customers have to say and committed to making some efforts towards what you hear that that's one of the most valuable things you can do is get out there and talk to your customers. doesn't have to be fancy. just get out there and do it.
0: just do it some do other it. some other major brand uses that phrase. I don't know who it is. Uh, um, hey, uh, Wade, you're up next. Uh, what's one thing I can do today to deliver some return for me tomorrow?
1: I would say developing your brand and focusing on your brand and being adamant at what your brand is and making sure it's represented when your customers come on site that they see what your brand entails. You know, when I say your brand, a lot of times people think about the colors and the font and and, and that sort of thing. When I say your brand, I'm talking about your people. We promise a professional and friendly experience when customers come on our site and that's represented through the people that we hire. And we're very adamant about hiring people that are professional and friendly. So that way the customer can see what it says outside. And then when they come inside our business and they see it happening, they can see it represented through our people. So I would say, if you're gonna focus on one thing, define what your brand is, vision, mission, values, goals, all those types of things, and then be adamant and stick to what it says that your brand is. And for us, we're really focused on our people and making sure we hire the right people that represent our brand we want the public to see that
0: super powerful super powerful stuff there wade love that answer sean you get to wrap up the present here what's the one thing i can do today to give me return tomorrow
2: wade's a tough act to follow i guess i would look at it none of this is possible without customers and so what i tell each and every operator is you got to put yourself in the customer's shoes for a second i think you got to be honest with yourself and ask would i come back and would i use this service again You know, car washing, the statistic that I heard years ago was so astonishing to me, which was how many times does a car driving down the road actually wash their car a year? And it's a shocking number, right? And so when I look at every time we get a customer through a car wash, what can I do now to change that habit from one time a year to 12 times a year, 24 times a year, 36 times a year? And a lot of it is derived on the experience. And the experience can be sliced into so many different things. Was the value worth it? Was the experience that great? All those things. And I single out a lot of people and I just ask the customer and I say, would you come back and use it again? Just be honest Mm -hmm. with yourself.
0: Super sage advice there, Sean. I just want to say thank you to the three of you for taking some time today to join us on the program. I think it's super beneficial. I think people are going to get a lot from it. So thank you so much for sharing some of your wisdom with everybody today.
3: You're welcome. Thank you. Thanks
0: everybody. All right. And you want to see more like this? You want to see more stories? Check us out at carwashmagazine.com. All the past episodes are available for you there. You can also watch them on YouTube. You can also watch them on Facebook. So anywhere you're consuming your content, we're doing our best to be there for you. One last thing for you guys, when you're out there this week, this weekend, whenever you may be washing cars, there's only one thing you gotta do, and that's keep it clean.
3: Car Wash the podcast is your source for real stories and real business insights from the experts, both in and out of the car wash industry. Our show helps investors, owners, operators, and managers think about ways to enhance their business. Our podcast is a free on-demand audio program that provides information on the latest trends impacting the industry, tips from successful industry leaders, and inspiration for our listeners.
0: Hey, thanks for listening to Car Wash the Podcast. Remember, this episode is sponsored by Eastern Funding.